It is time, now it's time for the Tuesday Tanner Fuck Camp! How you doing? It's Ron George Marvel. Having fun. Drinking roll band. Drinking a hell of a lot of roll band, let me tell you. Ooh. If you don't know, it's sip to win time. It's sip to win time! It's sip to win time! And I'm not winning. <laughs> I, have, I have a stack of cups and uh, I, no, that's not true. I did actually win. I won a free coffee, but it took like, it was cup 13, folks. 13. I got the entries in the mail. If you don't know, you can enter sip to win, but with no purchase necessary. That is if you own a post office because you have to get stamps, you have to get envelopes. There are purchases involved. Um, so, um, you know what? I got a couple cups here I haven't even opened, so let's do it. Cup number one. This would be cup 14. Actually, I think I did open this one. Let's just take a quick look here, though. It says, oh, free coffee! You're kidding me. Okay, that's a, more like it. More like it. And this one, there's even coffee in it. Should I drink it? No. I mean, I like Robin's, but Jesus Christ, I don't want two little coffee. Can I open this without seeing it? It says, sorry, try again. You know I will, Robbins, because I think I love you. Um, welcome to the show, the Matt Money Shop Podcast. This is what I do every Tuesday. I just kind of ramble on, just kind of whatever's happening in my world. And then on Fridays, um, I like to present to you, the dear listener, some Manitoba gold. And But today's Tuesday. Uh, this is coming from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Winnipeg, the heart of Canada. I don't not love Winnipeg. <laughs> Isn't that, remember that trended like three days ago? It's already forgotten. Michael B. Jordan on uh, Jimmy Kamal. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I like I liked how tourism Winnipeg jumped on it and made a t-shirt of it. I always think that's fascinating when like, when, um, like say when Trump, when he, when he had that debate with Hillary Clinton and he called her a nasty woman and then the next day there's like nastywoman.com nasty woman shirts nancy woman nasty woman like uh uh coffee mugs and whatnot you just you just gotta jump on the viral tality vitality pearl jam spin the black circle okay let's move on um yeah shoulder update uh i was talking about how i went to a couple doctors and but i just something was up I, so i saw the physiotherapist and holy snappers, separated shoulder. I knew it, I knew it. Those doctors are bunk. I went to two doctors. I went to one doctor, got an x-ray. You know, he looked at me, you know, he said, okay, about a week, about a week. I was like, all right. Day six, I'm like, I gotta get a second opinion. Go to the Pan Am. Doctor says, you're fine. Totally acted like I was wasting his time. I'm like, I am, all right, still painful though. Went to the physiotherapist because everyone's saying I should go. The physiotherapist was awesome. He, he, you know, he was like just looking at it for about five minutes. He goes, yeah, you separated your shoulder. You got about four weeks of pain here, buddy. And I was just like, I know it. Doctors, well, what the fuck? Especially the Pan Am guy. Like, he was such a dick. Like, I, he just made me feel like I was wasting his time. And like, I, I'm a big crybaby. <laughs> just like, but doc, it still hurts. Yeah, you can, you can move your arm, you're fine. So what are you gonna do, you know? Uh, and then, it's funny enough, the physiotherapist used to work at the Pan Am. And he was saying like, just because there's so many people, you have to go through them, you know? So that's probably why he gave me such a fast diagnosis. 
but like the Pan Am is supposed to be you know the Buckingham Palace of sports injuries like that's where you go that's that's why there's always a fucking that's why you get, gotta get there at like 6am to, to get <laughs> stand in line to get a good memory so you don't have to wait all day but anyway I did I'm in physiotherapy still hurts like a bitch but I'll make it through because I am a trooper. I'm on light duties at work at the corporation. You know what I'm doing? I'm calling customers. That's all I do all day is call customers. <laughs> That's all I do. And it's uh, time goes backwards, actually. I, I was looking at the clock. It said 3.15. And then I looked at it again. It said 3.10. And I was like, God damn it. Ah, God, time just stands still. And But, you know, I, I got to do it as much as it kills me. I, I gotta get this. I gotta make sure. I, like I, I picked up the dog. I picked up our dog Chaco, and uh, this morning just to put him on the couch. And this is like a heavy uh, lab, right? And he has, he only has three legs, so you kind of have to pick him up everywhere. And I haven't been doing it. Carolyn's been taking the bunk, my beautiful cover. So yeah, but I picked him up, and God, I, it's like you know the top bone in your shoulder, or I don't know, some bone is just kind of went, and it's it's like. It's just like a little cracked, and the, oh, I pulled it. I pulled that bone a little bit more apart, and I was like, "Oh, that hurt." And speaking of dogs, like, okay, here's the thing: we live with two dogs, two cats, right? It's freaking Animal Farm over here, and um, we had an emergency on Sunday night because Chaco, the same dog, this black lab or a brown, it's brownie. That's why he's Chaco. He's a chocolate bar. He's Reese's Pauses. Oh, that's horrible. That's absolutely horrible. I don't. I'm sorry. Anyway, he's a good dog, but and but we're just baffled because he's licking his his one paw because he has one front paw and he's just licking it and then he's licking the carpet and he's just licking the carpet. He won't stop and we're like, buddy, what you doing here? You're not a Roomba, a Roomba, a Roomba. Kids in the hall. Anyway, so. We're just, and then all of a sudden, after he had his dinner, he puked it up. And we're like, oh, God, something's up here. And so then, and then, of course, we have to clean up fast because he starts eating it back up. It's so disgusting. I was like, oh, my God. Dogs do the grossest things. Kids do the darndest things. And Ron does the coolest things. Okay. So we clean up, and then he goes right back to licking, licking his paw, licking the carpet. And then, uh, like, half hour, 45 minutes later, he pukes again. And we're, we're like, what? We just, we don't know what to do. Um, my beautiful girlfriend's up all night. She, she decides, I got to be by his side. And sure enough, throughout the whole night, he's just every hour. And we stopped feeding him. We're like, what's the point? He had, what's the point of giving him medicine if he's not going to, like, keep it down? So, uh... Even the other animals are like, gross. Mmm. <laughs> we looked up the reasons on, uh, as one would do, we looked up the reasons on the Goog. But the big one was boredom, stress, and illness. Well, those are the big three. So we're like, well, is, you know, he doesn't really move around too much. Maybe he's bored. Maybe he's stressed. Maybe he's got like food poisoning and he's trying to hork it up. Because I didn't, I didn't mention this. The hork was all the hair that he licked off the carpet. As I said, there's you know, four animals, so there's there's hair everywhere. 
The amount of hair that I clean up on a daily basis is... I can make a fifth pet. <laughs> he was just vomiting clumps of hair. Well, not just, but the, the more, the base, the baseline was, was hair. And I was thinking maybe he's trying to trap something in his stomach, but sure enough, the next day, uh, the sun came out and everything was fine. He's back to normal. And we were really freaking worried, you know, as one do about your pets. Like I've only been living with these pets for about, you know, two months, two and a half months. And uh, you get attached to these little animals. They do such cute things. They also do horrible things like jump on the bed and paw you in the nuts. <laughs> You're like, fuck, fuck. Or you trip on their bones. Now I'm complaining about the dogs when I'm like trying to, trying to be like, oh, they're so cute. That's all, I guess that's all I hear all day. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah, they're cute. They want your food. Anytime, I can't go into the kitchen anymore without a rodeo coming. Everyone's coming to stare at me, wondering like what I'm going to give them. I, I, I'm trying to break them out of that habit. Like of just like expecting food when I eat. Just because I'm having a snack doesn't mean everyone's having a snack, okay? And even if I do give them a treat, it doesn't last long, and then I'm eating my Doritos, and then they're all they're staring at me, like literally right by my fucking head, just staring with those sad dog eyes. And the cat's on top of the dog, and they're, all, they're all just staring at me, and I'm just fine, stare at me. I'm not giving you a Dorito. You ain't getting my Doritos. I've had a long, hard day. And when I come home, I want to eat Doritos in peace, if you don't mind. Do you mind? And yes, they do, because nothing changes their mind. Nothing until that last Dorito, they'll stay there. And as soon as that last Dorito is done, they couldn't give a fuck about me. <laughs> I'm going crazy. No, of course, I'm just kidding. I love these, these animals. and They're cool. Um, you got Chaco, the brown lab. You got... Cozy Cuddle, CC, Cozy. <laughs> he's a black lab. You got Tulo. He's uh, the cow cat because he's got, he looks like he got the cow patches, you know, like looks like I'm a black and white cow. And then you got uh, Periwinkle who only likes being pet on her terms. You can't come up to the cat and start petting it. It'll just like walk away. But like every once in a while, she'll just come up to you looking for affection for about a minute. And then, and then she's like, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in 24 hours. Yeah. So, it's been a pretty nice week here in the old Peg City. Um, I didn't really do much this week. Uh, you know, I'm, I've, I've adjusted well to couple living, couples uh, life. So, like, a lot of times with couples, we just want to stay home and watch TV. I know a lot of couples do that. I hear about that all the time. What'd you do last night? What'd you do on the weekend? Oh, we just watch movies. We stayed in order Chinese and um, uh, we we're doing that right now we like backgammon is on the daily agenda um, what else oh we're watching a lot of Seinfeld because um, my beautiful girlfriend hasn't really watched Seinfeld if you can believe that who has not seen Seinfeld and like I think maybe I've talked about this but I'm just like baffled I'm like wow you, you don't know the puffy shirt you don't know um, uh, the murderer struck again. <laughs> they're dancing in front of the courthouse because their Kramer was accused of uh, being a serial killer, and but while he's in custody, um, <laughs> yes, they, they, they're dancing. Yay! The murderer struck again. Um, crazy Joe Davola. Like so many, you know, the contest, blah blah blah, or yada yada yada. I guess I should say. 
Yeah, she hasn't really seen it. So we're we're picking. I'm picking out select one of my, all my favorite Seinfelds to show her, and we're busting a gut, busting a gut. Don't get it twisted. Um, and the backgammon's great because Carolyn, in a matter of two months, has um, studied how I play and is now um, kicking my ass because I don't like the way she studies me because I'm like, you, you don't know me. You don't have me figured out. So then I have to adjust my playing, which unfortunately I play wicked. So it's, yeah, I'm not winning a lot anymore, which is great. It's like we're on the same plateau. But Friday we were totally hyped and ready to watch the Chris Rock special, uh, whatever it was called, Selective Outrage, or I, that might have been it. But eh, paused it. Selective Outrage. Yeah, totally was looking forward to this. He's going to respond to Will Smith. You know it's going to happen. And Carolyn and I were all in. We got to the couch. We had a little snack and a pop and um, watched the. We were getting it all ready during the, the show before the show. If you didn't know, there was a show, and I didn't know, show before the show, show after the show. The show before the show was just like, you know, opening acts. Uh, and all we caught was like Leslie Jones. And I have to admit, I'm not the biggest fan of Leslie Jones. I always thought on SNL, she didn't really do too much character work, she was just playing herself which is just loud and in your face and I mean she was okay on weekend update I guess but I was happy she was only doing like 10 minutes or whatever it was anyway so then the show happened Chris Rock came out right at the beginning he had the uh, prince's symbol the love symbol jewelry which was custom made by the way oh I wanted to check out if there's any info on that custom made prince love symbol is it so I'm kind of going to google it right now so just bear with me I wonder like who made it, how much it costs, because I'm uh, I get notifications like three times a day from the print store. Ever since I bought like a T-shirt, <laughs> they are there's a barrage of emails. Come on, can companies lay off the emails? Do you have to send so many emails? Like a reminder, and then another reminder. Oh, there's a sale. Blah blah blah. Like it's just it's ongoing. Custom. Oops. Custom print. I really should pause it, but whatever. Custom Prince uh, necklace, Chris Rock. Let's see if anything comes up. Got it. A uh, company named Versani. Versani on Instagram. Versani, New York. Uh, Versani and why I should say. Artist Chris Rock wearing his Versani custom-made purple diamond Prince pendant necklace in his next Netflix special, Selective Outage. So yeah, it was custom made. I, I found it funny, because I remember when he opened with it, and I was, because I love it. And I was just, I turned to Carol, I'm like, oh my God, the print store is gonna be selling necklaces and, and love symbol rings off the shelf tomorrow. And sure enough, I got about 14 emails the next day going like, <laughs> check out Chris's Prince, custom made print symbol. Anyway, Robert. Yeah, um, I thought it was very funny. Um, we laughed. I, like I thought, the funny parts were really funny, like the Beyonce Jay Z stuff, and of course, everyone's just waiting for him to talk about Will Smith, and uh, he kind of hints at it a little bit throughout the show. But then he got to the end, and holy crap, did he drop bombs, man! He went in on him, and I'm not gonna rehash it. Just check out the clip yourself. It's all over the internet. You probably have seen it already, but wow. Like I remember when he when he called Jada a bitch and you're like, whoa, he really he did why would why wouldn't he? He fucking will slapped him on, you know, one of the most watched televised broadcasts there is and he 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 did the right thing. He just um 
took it like a man, right? And and then didn't fight back, and he explains all that. But I also thought it was funny because the next day I'm just on Twitter looking at all the Chris Rock. It seemed like there was a lot of backlash for Chris Rock um, with his material, how, and a lot of people were saying the special just wasn't funny. But I, I, I attribute that to just haters. Haters always got to be hating. What else are they going to do but hate on the internet, right? Uh, but it just seemed like the negative was outweighing the positive. But personally, I laughed out loud at, at many, many spots. Not laughing the whole way, but I found it fucking fascinating. Especially when he was like about how everyone just wants attention these days. You know, I thought that was brilliant. And the four, the four ways of getting attention. We used to want love. Now all we want is likes. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, follow the social medias of the Mental Money Shop podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and YouTube, and Patreon.com slash Ronald George Moore. For a dollar a month, you get an extra show, The Sunday Swallow Gulp. And then following the special, they had the show after the show. And by the way, yeah, all live. Wasn't it really cool when, uh, well, I don't know, I wouldn't say really cool, but when Chris Rock, he, he kind of fumbled on a joke, so he had to take it back. And, so, and it was right during that whole 10-minute Will Smith takedown so it was really cool they did that so then David Spade and Dana Carvey from Fly on the Wall and Saturday Night Live and blah 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 they hosted this uh, this round table not round like you know uh, round table discussion with uh, Arsenio Hall and I'm like is that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar holy crap like I knew right away that was him even though age has kind of changed his look it's still him baby and uh, J.B. Smooth, who's always, always funny and hilarious. It was so funny at one point where, like, Carol and I turned each other like, what the hell is he talking about? I, I don't even know if he knew what he was talking about at one point. And the uh, female, I, I didn't even, I never heard of her. <laughs> I don't know everybody. But I didn't know if she was, uh, I assumed she was a comedian, but I'd never, I didn't know who she was. I don't remember her name. I'm too lazy to look it up right now. But I just thought it was funny because they're kind of reviewing... Chris Rock's, you know, performance, and just talking about black issues in general, and Dana and and uh, David were just kind of like, oh boy, we're st- we're staying out of this one. Like, they they just seem so uncomfortable, especially Dana Carvey. Like at one point, and this was a bad thing to do on live TV, but he just, you know, picked up his phone, checked it, looked at the time, put it down. You know, he was just like, I gotta get the hell out of here. He just was not comfortable and the best was Arsenio Hall who's like almost like you know he's a former talk show host so he kind of knows how to push things along and what I think near the end at one point he asked Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, uh, so what did you think of Chris Rock calling Jada a bitch or something like that and, was, and Kareem was just like whoa I, I don't I can't I'm not getting involved in that one and it was so funny just to see him put him on the spot for no reason it was crazy absolutely crazy but great show great show great time great evening fun stuff so that's about it yeah we're uh, ready to get out of here i gotta get to work got the day job gotta get down there gotta get <laughs> i gotta disturb a whole bunch of people you know i'm surprised like you know you call people and uh i'm sure it comes up as the corporation winnipeg and I, I'm amazed at how many people actually pick up the phone. You know, I, if, you know, it seems like these days, and I, especially the younger generations, they don't like talking on the phone. That's all we had as a kid. I'm a pretty good phone talker guy, I must say. And yeah, I, I'm shocked at how many people actually pick up the phone to talk. I'll, and I don't want to now. I just want to leave messages. I just want to give you the information that you need and be done. But no, you got to pick up the phone. 
and then I gotta give you the information, but you don't have a pen, so then you gotta go, and then you gotta take five minutes to find a fucking pen. <laughs> and then when you come back, you're like, hold on, I need to find some paper. And I'm like, banging my head off the table. <laughs> oh my, holy crap, the banging turned off my recording. So that's a sign to get the hell out of here. Listen, you have a great week. You do what you do. You keep on living the dream. You put on boots. <laughs> I don't know, get dressed, do normal shit, brush your teeth, all that jazz, okay? Play some jazz. I'm really getting into the jazz, thanks. Oh, okay, well, I'm done. Why, why am I keep talking? I'm done. You're done now. All right, am I forgetting anything? No. Have a great week. Come back on Friday for Friday Foreplay. I got an interview in the can. I'm just editing it now. So hopefully soonish. Uh, not by Friday, but we'll get it. Bye.